0: Hi there, welcome to victim to victor the podcast dedicated to empowering abuse survivors and inspiring healing, hope and positive change. I'm Anu Verma, a published author and in every episode I'll sit down with a guest and embark on an insightful conversation about trauma as well as practical strategies to start the healing process. So let's get started. I hope you enjoy the show. And in today's episode, I have Anne hints on my show. When Anne was 19, she woke up one morning to find her mother dead in her bathroom. 20 years later, the tears from that trauma were still just under the surface. Anne found a simple technique that helped her release these emotions, but she went on further and can now put her awareness inside of her body. And this has changed the bone structure of her skull and she has grown half an inch at the age of 55. Anne has found that seeking out our truth, what we truly feel and accepting those feelings is the key to inner peace. And here is a wonderful Anne Hinch, all the way from California. How are you, Anne?
1: I'm great. Thank you. It's great to be here.
0: Likewise. Thank you so much for joining me on today's talk. Yeah, I'm really excited to find out more about your journey and about the kind of work that you do. And, you know, more importantly, why you
1: are in the States, British born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually lived all over the world in the first 30 30- years. 16 years of my life, but yeah, I, I ended wow. up in the states. I've been here 34 years at this point.
0: Wow! And why was that? Was that because your family were travellers?
1: I actually met my husband, my now husband, and um, he invited me to his leaving party because he was leaving to move to the states. So I met him about <sighs> six weeks before he moved out here. Then we had a long distance relationship for four years while wow. I was at university, and I moved out when I graduated. Oh, so I was a software engineer and I moved to Silicon Valley, so it was actually perfect.
0: Oh, man. oh my goodness. That's amazing. It's like your path was already destined to be in the States. Wow. It was.
1: It was. Yes. Certain yeah. things along my journey have certainly felt like it's been my path. Amazing. <laughs> and you've got two grown boys as well. One of them's leaving home. I do. I have a 19-year-old and a 23-year-old boy. Yes, well, Ooh. young man. Oh, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> wow, well,
0: so tell us about yourself and then, you know, what, what you're doing now and kind of what led you to this
1: line of work. Okay, so it's it's quite a long story. Right. <laughs> so it <laughs> starts right at birth and I can <laughs> start before birth. I was actually conceived in New Zealand and ah. my mother never told my father that he was that she was pregnant. So she carried on her journey back to England and she planned to give me up for Mm. adoption. And when I was born, I was actually born with my right foot up against my right shin. So the first six weeks of my life, I had physical therapy. And Mm. then I was handed over for adoption into a family who already had a boy who was probably a one and a half at the time that they adopted another little girl. And they had Mm. her for six months thinking that they would keep her. But back then, at that time in England, the birth mother could change her mind up to six months. And that birth mother changed her mind at six months. So they had to hand that baby back to her birth mother after raising her for six months. And I was the replacement into the family for that loss. Which in itself would have been trauma, right? Adoption itself is trauma, But, um, you know, there was more my brother was traumatized, I'm sure, from having a sister and then losing her and having me be the replacement. So there was a lot going on. But at six months, they realized that my birth mother wasn't going to change her mind. So we started going around the world. My dad had already worked in multiple different countries. So we just continued. So we went to Barbados first. Then we went to Sierra Leone in West Africa. And while we were there, we had a house fire and I was the one who woke up in the morning and saw the flames coming through the bedroom wall. So there was another trauma right there. Ah. And then we continued on. We moved to Hong Kong next. Mm -hmm. And while we were in Hong Kong, we were sent to boarding school in England and I was sent to my brother's boarding school. So I was the only girl boarder at that point for the first year. And It was, it could have been good, right? Going to a boys' school and people think, well, maybe that's fun. But I I was teased mercilessly for two years. So it wasn't a good thing. Mm. And then um, during my teenage years, my parents both became alcoholics. My dad already had anger issues. So I was very accustomed to walking on eggshells around him. And then when I was 19, I woke up one morning and found my mother dead on the bathroom floor. So that was Mm. another trauma. And I dealt with it the same way I have dealt with everything at that point through life because we get programmed in those early years and we yeah. we don't know there's anything else. So I just kept on with life. I just kept it suppressed. Fight and, or flight. Yeah. Yeah. And I just carried on. I you know, moved out to the States, got married, had kids. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was in my late 30s yeah. when something happened and I realized, okay. I wow. have to do something okay yeah oh, that's so strange that was around the same age that happened
0: to me oh, interesting home yeah and it seems to be quite a common occurrence amongst other survivors that I know in the late huh. 30s early 40s like an yeah. awakening yeah
1: right you've got to live through enough life to yeah <laughs> to realize yeah. yeah so I had what well, I would call a business altercation with a couple of other mothers and my boys yeah. school And they were very self-confident, self-assured, authority type women. And they told me I'd done something wrong. (laughs) And I was the scared mother on the inside, you know, who lives in fear most of the time. And my mind just started spinning out of control. I I just couldn't stop thinking about what they'd said and what I'd said and what had happened and what I'd done wrong. And it was three days I couldn't sleep. And I, I just couldn't stop those voices and those thoughts going through my mind. And it was after three days, I realized, I don't think this is normal. I don't think other people would react this intensely to something that really wasn't, <clears throat> excuse me, it wasn't really a big deal. Mm. And that's when I realized, oh, it feels a little bit like how I would react when my dad would told me i had done something wrong. So that was the little opening that maybe mm. there's something from my childhood that's still affecting me to this day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So how did you realize this and what did you realize?
1: Well, that's what I realized that I didn't know what to do about it at the time. And I didn't do anything right then. But it was in that time frame that I went to a doctor's appointment. I don't remember why I went and he was a holistic physician. Mm -hmm. So he recognized that I was more stressed than I should be given I was a stay at home mother, which I know can be very stressful, but he knew me. He was actually a parent at school as well. And he knew I was more stressed than I should be. And he asked me on a scale of zero through 10, what my stress level was. And I said eight. And then he asked me why. And it was that question that made me realize, oh, it was finding my mother dead on the bathroom floor when I'm 19, which is now two decades earlier because the tears were still just under the surface. So he used, he he knew this technique that's called EFT, which is short for emotional freedom technique. Mm-hmm. And it's also called tapping because we're tapping on different places in our body as yep. we're talking through something. Mm-hmm. So he tapped with me for about 15 minutes about my mother's death. And I mm-hmm. walked away from the appointment, being able to tell the story in my mind for the first time ever without the tears arising and that was the first time I realized how we hold those emotions and those memories physically in our body mm-hmm. and that we can let them go. And that was huge for me. That was a big opening. That was,
0: yeah, it sounds it. And so was it just um, the one session that you needed or did you have to go back for more?
1: Well, it was the one session with him was what I needed. And then right. I went home and I went online and I learned everything I could about EFT. And it was given away by the person who developed it, Gary Craig, for free so anyone could learn it you can learn it in 5 to 10 minutes it's very simple yeah. and he was also an engineer he was a chemical engineer and being an engineer myself that yeah. actually made me think okay maybe there's something to this yeah. but i did want to check that it wasn't just a one off fluke so i actually wanted to try it out on something okay. and at the time i had a 17 year old cat at home and we'd just been told that he needed to have a daily saline shot like an injection of saline mm. and the first time i gave him a shot my my hand was shaking so bad. I was so afraid of giving him the shot. And I knew I wasn't going to be able to do it every day. It was just too emotional for me. Yeah. So I thought, okay, let me try out this technique. So I tapped about every aspect of it, which was what we do with EFT. So I tapped about my hand shaking. I tapped about my fear of hurting my cat. And I tapped about all the memories from all the injections I had had because I'd had so many because we'd moved around the world. And the next day. When I gave him that shot, the needle slid right in. Oh, wow. All that's that magic. pain. Yeah. All that pain that had been sitting inside me the day before had just yeah. disappeared. So that's when I realized two things. I realized EFT is deceptively powerful. It doesn't look like it's doing much, which mm-hmm. I think is a reason a lot of people don't continue with it. True. But also that's when I realized that the freedom is on the other side of that fear, and that is where I wanted to be. So that wow. was what started me on the journey, that, that wow. understanding that I can get to the other side and I can do it myself
0: yeah.
1: and I can do it for free. Yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> that's, that's when I started using it yeah. every day.
0: That's amazing. Oh, my goodness. And it's the fact that you can do it yourself because normally with therapy, you need someone to talk to. But with EFC, you can just sit
1: there, tuck in. Right. Yeah. You've just got to have the will and the desire to do it. And I really did because I so wanted to be a peaceful mother on the inside. I didn't want to be as reactionary as I was. So I started using it every day. And, you know, so the first thing you have to do is actually to be able to notice that you're becoming emotional, which in itself is not necessarily an easy thing to do because we get so caught up in our emotions. Yeah. Right so to be able to stand back and say, "Oh, look at me, I'm actually starting to get frustrated. yeah, so that in itself is is tricky to do, but I was able to do it maybe one time the first day, maybe twice the next day, and over time it got easier to do. So I would catch myself in that emotion and then I would tap and I would bring myself back to a calm place and then I would carry on with my day and I would catch myself again and tap myself back to a calm place. And I noticed that I was actually becoming more peaceful and I wanted more. I wanted it to happen faster (laughs) and to make a bigger difference. So I wrote down every emotional memory I could think of from my childhood, especially, but my whole life up to that point. And I tapped through one each night for about an hour to an hour and a half each night. I was determined. (laughs) And over the weeks and the months, I found myself becoming more peaceful. My mind was becoming quieter. I was becoming less reactionary. And I remember opening my kitchen door at one point and saying, it feels like I'm living in a different reality because Mm -hmm. my mind, which had been so busy, right? Talking, Mm -hmm. judging other people, criticizing myself, those words, those voices weren't there anymore. And that's when I realized I, those words that I had been using to judge myself and criticize myself had been my dad's words that I had programmed into myself in childhood. Mm -hmm. And I was just replaying them over and over again, but I had to get beyond the place and and let them go before I could look back and say, oh yeah, those were dad's words and they're gone now. And I've actually worked with a few people now who've kind of got to this place and some of them, you know, it's not a, it's not normal for us. We mm. haven't experienced it maybe ever before, but at least for a long time. Yeah. And some people call it, "Well, it, is it boredom? Am I feeling bored, yeah. or am I feeling like something's missing because yeah. it's a it's a new experience for us?" And, and as I said, it felt like a different reality just because I'd never experienced that peaceful mind before.
0: So true, yeah. Because like when when, when we're traumatized, we're just so. Um, used to and we kind of crave just stress and just you know um like risks you know like I used to take loads of risks when I was in a traumatized state and so anything like a normal uh, family party or family dinner or you know just um having like a chat at a local pub it seems really boring doesn't it because it's normal <laughs>
1: yeah yeah. so this was that was the first step on my journey i've gone through like two steps after that but Mm -hmm. what i realized eft is doing it's opening up the subconscious mind and as that happens it's expanding our awareness now we use that term awareness a lot these days right but but i've come to understand it at a a level that i didn't know existed before Mm -hmm. But it's almost like an awareness deeper and deeper into our body. So when I started it, Mm -hmm. I was aware of things that happened. I -hmm. I was aware of the stories from childhood. I wasn't necessarily aware of the emotions underneath those stories. Uh So as I tapped more and more, I became aware of those emotions. And then underneath that, there's actually a deeper level of awareness, which is the physical sensations underneath Uh the emotions. Mm. Right? Because we use words like frustration, I'm frustrated or I'm angry mm. or I'm sad. But when we actually feel those ways, we're actually holding tension in our yeah. body, in particular places in our body. Mm. Right, Because when you see someone who's angry, you can kind of tell they're angry by the stance they're in.
0: Yeah. yeah? And that's
1: because they're holding tension in certain places in their body. Well, I became aware of those physical sensations. Now, I think there are people out there who are already aware at this level. People more like empaths, right? Empaths are often aware of that tension they're holding inside their bodies. I wasn't when I started. So I had to work through the first step with EFT, just working on all my childhood stuff to develop that awareness, which actually came about by letting go of the big emotions that I had been suppressing.
0: Yes. And so you noticed a lot of physical changes, didn't you?
1: Right. haven't got there yet. So yes. (laughs) 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 So at this point, Instead of using EFT, I started to feel the feelings. Now, okay. you know, that phrase, feel your feelings yeah. sounds so simple, right? <laughs> of course, oh. you should be able to feel your feelings. Yeah. But I had suppressed mine. I think a lot of us do. We suppress them we so do. much. We don't know how to feel them. Not so I had to teach myself how to do it. And it started mm. when I was at the kitchen sink doing the dishes. Oh. I would think a thought that i would notice had some emotion behind it so for me it would be a fearful thought like i'm afraid mm-hmm. of i'm afraid of making this phone call
0: yeah
1: right so then i would feel where that fear was inside of me and for me it would mostly be my solar plexus that's where my fear would sit yeah. hence the digestive issues i had in my 20s ah <laughs> uh,
0: yeah
1: so i would notice where that tension was in my solar plexus and i would try and feel it okay And how do you do that? Well, you focus on that tension. But I would notice if I moved anywhere or if I took a deep breath, I would lose my awareness, my focus on that tension. So I realized the way I had to do it was to actually hold myself like a statue and Mm -hmm. stop breathing, actually stop in the breath when I was feeling that tension in my solar plexus. And then Mm -hmm. I would talk to it. So I would say things like, okay, I can feel you fear. I can feel you sitting right there in my solar plexus. I just want to feel you. Yeah. I just want to allow you to be felt. And then I'd need to take a deep breath at some point. And I would feel there would be a relaxation in that fear. Mm-hmm. So then I would okay. think that sort again. Okay, I'm afraid of making this phone call tomorrow. Yeah. Can I feel that fear? And I would feel it again in my solar plexus, or it might have shifted somewhere else. And I would focus on it again, allow it to dissipate, Do it again, and I do it again and again with the same thought until the the thought "I'm afraid of making that phone call tomorrow" feels light. Right? It's got no more fear in it, Mm. and at that point, that thought is then free, and I can easily make the phone call because there's nothing holding me back anymore.
0: Yeah, for sure. So then I started doing this.
1: Yeah, I started doing this every day instead of tapping. It's a deeper level of awareness. Yeah. So then instead of doing the working on my childhood in the evenings, I would lay on the sofa. And because I'd done my childhood, I was trying to find other things to work on. So I would work on things like collective traumas, like the tsunami or the earthquake I was in, um, the Loma Prieta earthquake or 9-11, right? I would bring those memories to mind and feel all those emotions in the body and just allow them to be felt. again and again, right, with the same memory until all the emotions had dissipated. And this whole process is releasing that baggage that I've been carrying, that burden of all these memories and suppressed emotions that I've been carrying over those years. So this was kind of like the second step.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was. I just feel like um, as you've kind of evolved, your work just gets deeper and deeper.
1: Right that is the the depth of awareness it's like another dimension of awareness that yeah. that I haven't really heard talked about before which is part of the reason I'm sharing this story yeah because I didn't okay. know I didn't know this next step was possible so I as I was laying on the sofa feeling these feelings at some point I noticed I could keep my awareness inside my body after the tension or the fear, whatever it was I was working on had released. Okay. And i would never heard of this before. So let me try and explain it. <laughs> so imagine you have a toothache or a stomachache. You can feel right. You can sense where that pain is coming from inside yeah. your tooth or your stomach, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But once the ache has disappeared, you can't feel it anymore. You can't put mm-hmm. your awareness inside the body. I found I could. And so... I started to play with it. Well, I've done it once. Can I do it again? And I found yeah. that I could. And then, well, well, now what? What do I do? So I started to see if I could move my awareness around inside. And I found I could. And <sighs> I found I could find a place with tension or I could I could differentiate tension from no tension. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'd find a place that had tension and I would hold my awareness on it, my attention on it. And it would dissipate slightly. So I would do it again and again and again until that tension was gone. So now I'm doing it at a deeper level still than I was doing with EFT, right? Because that was working with the words over and over again. Mm. Then the physical sensations over and over again. Now I'm actually inside the body working on tension and releasing it directly in the connective tissue. Wow. Now, at the time, I didn't know it was the connective tissue. That's something I've learned since. So <laughs> but I just kept working. I'd move around my body, find a place with tension or, mm. or pain, right, or, or stress. Wherever I was called is where I would go and work yeah. with that tension and release it. Now, it took many, many months, and it may have been longer than that, but I can't remember. But it was definitely many, many months until I was able to put my awareness inside my head. And that was huge. Because when I got my awareness inside my head, there was so much pain in my left cheek here and the tension, the forces pulling my bones out of alignment were absolutely incredible. And I realized that they had been there since birth, right? Because I was born with my right foot up against my right shin. I've had scoliosis my whole life. My body has been twisted and it's, um, it's now starting to untwist, but, Those forces had been in my head since birth and I had not been aware of them, right? So that really showed me how much the the forces we're holding inside of us, the tension we're holding inside of us that we really are not aware of. But it doesn't mean it's not there. It just means we're not aware of it. So doing this work just allows you to become aware at a deeper and deeper level. And, you know, when I got inside my head, I had this technique now. I knew I could focus on that pain. And to begin with, I could only focus on the pain in my cheek for a second or two, and then I'd have to do something else. But over time, it's just released. The pain is released. The forces have released. I've actually felt my bones in my skull relax into what I now know is a more aligned position because I did have x-rays taken last year, 2021, compared to 2013. And you can see that my eye sockets have aligned. My jaw yeah. was way off to the side and it's more centered now. My neck is straighter than it's ever been in my whole life. And mm. I have grown half an inch at the age of 55. Wow. So we have so much power within us, right? To to release the dis-ease at a deeper and right. deeper level.
0: Yeah, so that is powerful. And it kind of, um, you know assembles uh, my belief in the fact that any kind of illness that we suffer like health illness or any disease it is linked to mental health and um, emotional trauma but we don't even realize it's like cancer and diabetes i mean what what's your views on that do you find that a lot of it is linked to um
1: whatever's gone on in our lives (laughs) (laughs) i absolutely believe that Mm. because i i do think that this my story connects all of those right I think Mm. even when we're working with EFT working with that the memories and the words that is releasing I believe it's releasing tension and disease in the physical body we're just not aware of it at that Mm. point right so when we are diagnosed with something we're told about the physical and we work with that physical but releasing the tension from our past is also releasing the tension in the physical. So I absolutely believe yeah. it's all connected. And we don't have to feel embarrassed about the idea that that it might be, you know, people will use the word psychosomatic. Well, yeah. it all it's all connected even if we just have a physical thing going on that is an emotional component to it right even if it brings up fear inside of us that's an emotion right it's connected and we can we can work with all these levels to to reverse something
0: absolutely wow and it's never too late Never too late.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's ever too late. Yes. No, yeah. yeah. But sometimes there's a lot of work to do. You've got to be willing to do that work. And it's not always easy.
0: It's not, is it? Yeah. And I guess, like you said, it's that level of awareness. A lot of people, they don't understand that or, you know, they've not actually felt that. So I think to even get to that level, it takes work and you just have to be willing. Some people, they're they're not interested, which is fine. (laughs)
1: Right. Yeah. And maybe next lifetime. (laughs) But you're right. It's that it's hard to understand that there is a deeper level of awareness if you've not experienced it before. And one of the stories that I like to tell about that is before, before COVID, I had a group and we would meet and we would do tapping, we would do EFT. But at the beginning of the group... I would play a series of chimes. Now, I know you know this because you've talked to someone about sound healing. Yeah. But I would just play a series of chakra chimes. Everyone would have their eyes closed and then they would open their eyes and we would share our experience. So some people only hear the sounds with their ears, but other people would hear the sounds with their ears and feel the sounds in certain areas of the body. And those oh. people have a deeper level of awareness, yeah. right? They can sense inside. But when we share that kind of information, now the people who are only hear with their ears know that yeah. there is a greater depth that they can get to. And yeah. uh, you know, at this point, I can feel sound vibrations throughout my body wow. I and mean, just deep, deep, deep inside my body. Yeah. So that makes me realize that there is so much more depth to life than yeah. we realize as well, because if we're feeling sounds at that deep level can you imagine the difference between listening to music when you only hear it with your ears versus when you feel it in your whole body
0: oh true yeah
1: and even a conversation right you sound vibrations there's just so much more depth to life that we can experience if we choose to do this kind of work
0: so you don't actually meditate do you
1: i don't call it meditation i talked to people recently Mm. who said i could actually call it a form of meditation (laughs) (laughs) but i'm not i'm i'm not in my thinking mind okay as i'm feeling Mm -hmm. inside i'm in my what i would call my sensing mind i don't know if there's technical terms for it but i am sensing i'm feeling i'm not thinking yeah Yeah. so there's there's a difference there and To begin with, when I first started working inside, when I was laying on the sofa, right? Someone looked at me, they might've thought I was meditating, but I was very busy sensing inside. And when I first started going inside my body, I had to do that with my eyes closed because it was a new thing to me. At this point, I can do it when I'm doing the dishes, when I'm walking, when I'm watching TV, so I can multitask now and it doesn't look like I'm meditating.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, because even just like, you know, for me, I'm um, listening to some, um, you know, drum beats. So uh, when I'm going for a walk, I actually class that as med- meditation because I'm kind of getting in a zone. <coughs> yes. It just helps to s- still the mind and just just focus on on the drum beats.
1: Right. <clears throat> yeah. So to me, this work is a deeper <clears throat> level than that because I, I think of it through the law of attraction. Now, a lot of people use the law of attraction in terms of manifestation. I'm not t- talking in terms of manifestation and talking in terms of just a law of the universe, right? We, we are a signal yeah. and we're missing a signal every second of every day. And we're attracting back into our future based on that signal. Yeah. So when we're meditating, we are in a peaceful state, right? So yeah. we are attracting more peace back into our future. That's our signal. Yeah. I wanted to change my base signal, Right. I wanted to change my whole signal at a deep level. And to me, that's what this work does. That's what the EFT does, the feeling, the feelings, the going inside. It's actually releasing the physical tension, right? The strings. We talk yeah. about that phrase, highly strung, right? I oh, probably yeah. could have been called highly strung in my past uh-huh. not anymore because okay. I've released the tension in those strings.
0: Wow,
1: yeah. So that's what this okay. does. So that, so that changes my signal at a deeper level and changes mm. what I attract back into life.
0: So how do you handle like, you know, let's just say you've got some, uh, a, a negative surprise, which has just occurred, i.e. stress. <laughs> how, how do you handle that?
1: <laughs> I, well, I either tap if I want yeah. to, or I feel it,
0: okay. I feel it, but I'm oh, yeah. very
1: good at noticing now. Okay. Yep. I can, I don't get caught up in it. Yeah. I, I can stand mm-hmm. back and say, okay, yeah, I'm feeling something inside of me. And I will just feel it. Yeah. And these days I'll go out of my way to try and see what, what my buttons are, what, how I'm being affected. So I will watch the news on purpose okay. because I want to know what is affecting me still so that I can feel it at a deeper and deeper level.
0: Right. Okay. And also you believe that everything happens for a reason?
1: Yeah, the kind of, yes. I, I do believe that we are programmed in those mm. first years of life, right? Mm. So we experience trauma or whatever, and that gets stored inside of us, how we hear other people talk about it, how we feel about it, how other people feel about it. All of that is stored inside of us as yeah. part of our signal, Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. So it's stored in our connective tissue It's tension in our connective tissue, right? That's mm. That's what I can see inside now. I can see the tension, yeah. the darkness, the lightness. And we just replay the same things over and over again that we yeah. experienced in childhood. So not the actual experiences, the feelings. Yeah, We mm-hmm. ex- re-experience those same feelings. We're reactionary, reacting out yeah. what we experienced in the past. So that yeah. keeps going until we notice that it's happening to us. Yeah. And then we can work on those feelings. We can yeah. let that. I do believe now that, Emotions are simply you know it's easier to say simply than actually believe it, but they are simply stuck energy, energy yeah. that's stuck inside of us, okay, that we haven't found a way to let go yet. And once we find a way to let it go, mm-hmm. next time the same kind of thing happens, we will not react the same way. We yeah. will be more aware of it, and then we can work with it then, and then the next time after that we may or may not react at all, right? So that is actually how we change our future in my experience. So where,
0: like in terms of this work, if more people were doing it, where do you see the world in the future?
1: I I do believe that the whole world can change through this kind of work because we suppress or we, you know, we push away everything that's coming at us. Whereas if we actually felt those emotions and brought ourselves back to peace, then that's our signal, right? Mm. Then we're attracting peace. But if we stay riled up, right? If we stay so divided and so annoyed at the other side of whatever issue it is we're working on, yeah. then we're when holding on to those emotions. And that is our signal, mm. right? But if we take those emotions and we tap them out or we feel yeah. them and come back to peace, peace then is our signal. Yeah. And that's what we attract into our future.
0: Wow. It really can impact the world. And so what kind of work are you doing now um, with clients? Um,
1: I'm not working with many clients. I'm more sharing my story. I have my book, A Pathway to Insight, which details all these steps so that anyone can do this work themselves right i did it myself for free i just had to have the will and the desire to do it so anyone else could do that too my youtube channel has an eft demonstration video so you can learn how to do that i've got a feeling your feelings demo so you can learn at that deeper level Mm. and just yeah i encourage people to to actually do the work
0: yeah yeah, for sure. And so let's just say someone who is looking to change now and they're not sure of the first steps, what what would you advise them to do? Get onto your videos, <laughs> learn the process.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're open to it, learn EFT, it's very simple, very easy to do. You can learn it in five to ten minutes, right? So it really is easy.
0: Brilliant. And
1: then the first step is noticing when you're becoming emotional right? Because that is your signal. So one of the things I I would keep checking with myself, what's my signal? How am I feeling right now? And do I want to feel this way again in the future? And my answer would be usually be no. Okay. So if I don't don't want to feel this way again, then I need to do something about it right now, which Mm -hmm. can be just taking a deep breath, right? Even that will calm us down. And then that is our signal, right? Then we're a little bit calmer and that's our signal. But if we want to go further, we can tap and actually let that stuck emotion leave our body. Mm. And then our signal has changed at a deeper level. And then that's our signal. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how we change our our life and our future a step at a time.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. And I just love how you say signals. I think that's a very important term to use because, you know, it is in terms of our emotions and in terms of how we express ourselves it's a signal right it's a signal that we're portraying in the universe and uh, you put, because you believe in the law of attraction like attracts like so if we're giving out negative signals and we're going to attract that back to us so let's just try and keep them positive right <laughs>
1: But not see that that try and keep positive. It's that word try. try, When we we try and keep things positive, we're actually suppressing the actual thought that we're feeling. So my whole path has actually been finding my truth and allowing it to be okay. Right. So with EFT, it's finding how I'm feeling, doing the tapping and allowing that to be felt. And then the feeling, the feelings that it's the soon as there is total acceptance of that feeling inside that's when the shift happens that's when it releases and then actually positive thoughts arise naturally right. they're underneath those negative ones we just aren't aware of them
0: yeah, <laughs> but yeah. they
1: do start to arise naturally and, and compassion and understanding mm. arises naturally we don't have to try to do yeah. it it's already there underneath so ah, yeah that was a, a big understanding along my journey
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, you hit the nail on the head, for example, you know, if somebody is struggling to um, have any positive signals, then um, it's just not to beat yourself up about that and to actually accept those emotions.
1: Right. As, and if you, know, yeah, if, yeah. if you know EFT, you just tap on. I mean, I remember tap on tapping off, yeah. on the phrase, I hate myself, right? I don't recommend this wow. to begin with, but I got to the place, okay, I, I hate myself. And I would just, I tapped for several hours, probably over a days, weeks on that phrase okay. until it has no more energy left yeah. in it. They're just words, yeah. right? It doesn't mean yeah. anything to me anymore, right? And that's yeah. where freedom comes from, just allowing yeah. To, the energy to pass through
0: oh i love that oh wow thank you so much so you have your book and how else can my um listeners find you
1: <laughs> i have my website which is anne hints.com a-n-n-h-i-n-c-e.com okay. and yeah. the x-rays are on there so you can go and see how powerful this work can be wow. at a deeper and deeper level Yes, absolutely. Evidence, <laughs> right? I'm an engineer. I like evidence. Yeah,
0: I'm a scientist. So I like evidence. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: Otherwise, it can sound woo-woo, right? Because it, it, oh it God, is, yeah. right? But yeah, <laughs> but, but yes, the bones have actually moved. I with just focused attention. So yeah, we can do that. And I have a there Facebook page, a public Facebook page that I'm happy to interact on. I like to try and explain some of the, yeah, you know, the memes people put out. Um, Many of them I do not believe are true, but I do try and explain them to people as, a, as why some of them are true. Yeah, and I'm happy okay. to interact with anyone.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Wow. Thank you so much. This has been such an insightful talk and um, I've just, yeah, I've learned so much from you. and I just think (laughs) I just think it's amazing that you've kind of figured this out all by yourself
1: (laughs) thanks it's been a journey for sure but it's but one of the things people don't realize is how fun it is right you become lighter it becomes more fun and and it feels good it feels good to release tension that has been stored in the body for decades
0: god yeah is it I suppose you can class this as your process and copyright it I mean you, you should name this right (laughs)
1: i'm not doing it to get money i want i want the world to change yeah so i want people to do it as much as they can on that i mean mean, if if people like people in prisons right if people in prisons did their own inner work this way change their whole lives yeah
0: wow it could be
1: huge so yeah share it around (laughs) tell people about it (laughs) yeah the fact you're just doing this for free giving away your secret The universe loves you anyway for doing that. (laughs) I'm happy for people to buy my book though. That doesn't bother me. (laughs) Feel free.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, wow. So there you go, my listeners. Um, Get onto Amazon, right? To purchase your book. Yeah. I'll be leaving all the links in this description box and um, amazing work that Anne is doing out there for free. (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so I think it's important um to to do this work if you are currently struggling with your uh, emotions any hidden emotions and if you are looking to gain some awareness and try to feel feelings because that's something that a lot of trauma survivors do struggle with then please do um you know learn more about these processes and connect with Anne on her social media. Again, I'll be leaving all her links and get onto her YouTube channel so you can learn the processes. And please do get in touch with Anne if you have any questions. I'm sure she'll be happy to hear from you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Anne, for coming on and sharing your amazing insights. And yeah, uh, check out her x-ray images as well. (laughs) lovely so my listeners that's all we've got time for today i hope you enjoyed the show and please do get in touch if you have any questions we love you and stay blessed Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Victim to Victor. Subscribe so you don't miss out on new episodes and be sure to follow the podcast on socials to keep updated on what's next and share Victim to Victor with family and friends to help grow the community and spread the positive healing energy.